This podcast contains themes of consensual non-consent play, which may be triggering to some listeners. It is not suitable for people under the age of 18. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Hey, hey, friends, it is Harley Rabbit here. Welcome back to Turns Out I'm Into It, the show about helping you discover your kinky self and live your best sex life. Today's episode is all about asking ourselves the question, is it okay to fantasize about someone else during sex? Now, I know for some of you, this question might bring up some feelings of jealousy or guilt Um, for a lot of us, the thought of our partner that they might be thinking about someone else while we're having sex, that can feel really icky. And those feelings of jealousy are really normal. I have them too. We are all (laughs) varying degrees of insecure human beings and that's okay. If you are someone like myself who does fantasize a lot during sex and you're not open about that with your partner or partners, that might make you feel guilty like you're doing something wrong by them, by not being completely connected to them the whole time. Again, those feelings are super normal and we're going to talk about all of that stuff today. This episode is all about understanding the role of fantasy in sex and hopefully through doing that and exploring that, understanding it better, we can disarm some of these feelings and feel better about incorporating some fantasy into our sex life because as we're about to talk about, fantasy can be really hot And it can take your sex from meh to yeah to oh my fucking God. All right. Okay. Before we jump into all of that juicy stuff, um, instead of doing announcements here, I thought I'd give you a little bit of a quick life update. Um, So a couple of months ago, I told you on the podcast that I had started camming on Chatterbait. Um, It was really scary. It's something that I'd been wanting to do for a long time as part of my exhibition exhibitionism um and since that journey that first week which I talked about on the podcast um it's been a hell of a roller coaster and to be honest with you there's been some times where I've done it and I've felt really really bad about myself afterwards just because it's hit me in the the self-esteem feelings um particularly if people aren't tipping that day or you're just not getting a lot of response from people, or maybe I'm just not in the right headspace to be doing it. So that has been something I've had to be really aware of. I want to make sure that if I'm doing this, if I am camming, that it is ultimately a positive experience for me. The flip side of that is there have been times where it's been absolutely fucking awesome and I've had the best time. Luckily, that seems to be the case more and more often as I'm getting more comfortable with it. So I recently bought myself a love, loveness, lovence, love sense. I can never say it properly. I always thought it was love sense, but I think it's spelt lovence. Anyway, the vibrator that you can connect to Chatterbait so that when people tip you, it vibrates. So effectively they're able to control your vibrator while you're camming. And this is a really common thing that people do on there. Um, it's something that I originally felt way too shy about. Um, it's funny. I was saying the other day while I was camming that I am quite shy about like my own pleasure, I guess. Um, and that, 
you know, people were just like, oh, whatever, a cam girl that's shy. But it's true. I really do get quite self-conscious around my own pleasure. And I wasn't sure how I would feel about using a vibrator on camera, funnily enough. (laughs) But I also was really curious and decided I wanted to give it a go. And as it turns out, it's been really, really fun. Um, I, at this stage, I don't like having the camera all up there. Um, so the vibrator is essentially off screen. Um, but I am using it and people can interact with me and see my face and all my expressions, um, while I've got that toy in. And that seems to be really comfortable for me. It's actually kind of feeding into my kink of like, I kind of like the idea of having these strangers on the internet being able to play with me. It kind of feeds into the whole anonymous slight CNC kind of thing. I don't know if that's CNC, but it's sort of in that domain in my brain. So long story short, it's working for me and I'm having a great time. So I just wanted to give you that update. Um, I am hoping to start camming on a regular schedule, but at the moment, one of my, one of the boundaries I set for myself was that I would only cam when I felt up for it. Um, I also have a lot going on in my life, so I don't always have the time or energy. So at the moment, I'm just sort of camming whenever the time is right. Um, But hopefully as I get more comfortable and those experiences are more consistently positive, I can feel more comfortable committing to a regular schedule. So that's the update on Chatterbait. Um, I've been meaning to let you guys know about that for a while. Oh, I forgot to say, the plan for me moving forward is I was going to give it three months. So January, February, March, I'm planning on doing a cam session at least once a week. And at the end of that, I'll figure out if it's something that I want to keep doing moving forward or if I'm just happy to have had that experience and leave it at that. Funny story before I move on from this, because I just wanted to tell you guys, So last week I had a really fun cam session and I often will take a selfie or whatever to put on FetLife um, just before I go on cam, usually because I'm in my sexy lingerie and my makeup's all done and I'm feeling really hot. So of course I'm going to take some photos. Um, So I took a photo and then did my cam session and that was really fun. And then afterwards I was like, I'm going to post that photo on FetLife. Yep. I look really cute. Hit post. And that was fine. Um, and then I just happened to have FetLife open on my desktop. So normally I just use Fet on my phone and I'd posted this photo on my phone. Um, but I had FetLife open on my desktop and I saw that photo come up in the main feed. And of course it's a lot bigger on my desktop monitor. And once the photo was blown up, I could see I had something in my teeth. (laughs) Now bearing in mind, I took this photo before I went on camera for two hours, two and a half hours with something in my teeth. (laughs) Luckily I had recorded that session and I looked back through the footage and you couldn't tell. I'm pretty sure it was just lipstick. So it would have like just rubbed off. Um, but I did quickly take that photo down off FetLife and have a little bit of a (laughs) moment. So anyway, I thought I would share that story with you guys just because I thought it was funny. And, you know, this is the kind of stuff that happens. We can't be perfect all the time, right? All right. With that very long-winded introduction, um, let's jump into today's episode. 
All right, so I thought a logical place to start would be talking about what a fantasy actually is. My definition of a fantasy is basically when you are using your imagination to enhance your sexual arousal and or to get yourself to come. Now, for me, that usually looks like um, I'm like playing a little mini movie in my head. There'll be lots of visuals. Um, I might be imagining certain words or things that are happening. I might be in a particular place. Um, I know for some people, a lot of their fantasies are about their memories. So it might be a previous sexual experience that they are thinking about, or it could be something a little bit more abstract. It might be, I don't know, the taste of red wine or really leaning into a feeling of being loved, you know, maybe remembering um, something lovely that your partner's done for you in the past that's made you feel really special. So fantasies, I, I think the most common fantasy, and don't quote me on this, but I believe the most common type of fantasy is to be running like a, that mini movie in your imagination, but they can also be a lot more abstract as well. The next question to ask is, why do we fantasize? Why are we allowing ourselves to get lost in our imagination whilst we're in a very... Um, you know, personal, connected, intimate act with someone else, usually with someone else. I should point out, often we run fantasies when we're by ourselves, when we're masturbating, um, but also during sex with a partner. One of the main reasons that we fantasize, um, and I'm going to super generalize here, but this point is particularly relevant to women, um, we often use fantasy as a form of escapism. So to have sex, most of us need to feel pretty relaxed. Um, we need to feel sexy and good about ourselves in order for that arousal to start turning on, you know. And for a lot of us, it's very difficult to do that when we're thinking about all the life stresses that we've got going on, whether it's an, a meeting we've got coming up at work, whether it's something that's going on with the kids at school, what to make for dinner. Oh my God, I still haven't cleaned the bathroom and I've got my mum coming over tomorrow. All of these kinds of things are just normal life stresses that are playing in our brains. And these can really get in the way of us getting turned on, right? Another thing that can get in the way is insecurities. And this is usually about feeling insecure about the way we look or our sexual performance. Am I good in bed? Is this person really into me? Do I look attractive? Am I good enough? All of that kind of crap. Once again, there's no surprise that those kind of thoughts can get in the way of you having a good time and your body getting aroused. This is where fantasy can be fucking amazing because if we can drop ourselves into a little fantasy, we can build a scenario or a world around us that is separate from our everyday life. So in this context, Fantasy is escapism. And for a lot of people, that escapism is necessary to feel turned on, to get aroused. Another reason that we use fantasy during sex is to tap into what's called our core desires. Now, I've spoken about core desires on the podcast a couple of times previously, but essentially your core desires is each of us has a particular way we need to feel in order to feel aroused and in order to come. And those feelings can be vastly different. It might be 
powerful, loved, special, desired, humiliated, degraded, powerless, feminine, masculine, strong, taken care of. And I can go on and on and on. Our core desires are very unique to us. And by knowing and understanding what our core desires are, it can be a lot easier to understand how to have really good fucking sex. Okay. Now, fantasies are, as I just said, a way to tap into these core desires. So for me personally, one of my core desires is to feel desired and taken. That's two. But anyway, Um, so for me, often the fantasy that I'm running is an abduction fantasy where I imagine that this strange man has taken me, snatched me off the side of the road and uh, maybe we're in the back of his van or in his basement or something. And basically this is, this is a CNC fantasy, obviously. Um, but it is really tapping into those core desires, making me feel really desired and taken. Does that make sense? So this is one of the reasons why fantasizing during sex can be so important or even critical for a lot of people. For some people, they might like to switch between uh, playing a fantasy in their head and also focusing on their partner or focusing on the sensation. They might be jumping between each of these things during sex. For me personally, a lot of the time it is basically just sticking with this fantasy and that's what I need. And that's also really common. For a lot of people, it is necessary to use fantasy to be able to come. So if we understand the role of fantasy in this context, we can really start to see how important it is. Um, especially if we have low desire or for people who have trouble maintaining erections, fantasy can be a wonderful tool to really turn up the heat during sex. I see fantasy as a way to take an active role in your pleasure. So you're not just relying on the other person to pleasure you. You're actually being really active about that in your head by using your brain, our sexiest organ, to actually get yourself the most aroused. Okay, so knowing all of this, I now want to talk about the way, the kinds of messages that we get about fantasizing from the society that we live in. So the message that's generally conveyed is that it's not okay to fantasize during sex that you should feel 100% connected to your partner who you love deeply and you absolutely should not be thinking about anything dirty or anybody else at all. (laughs) That's kind of the message that we get. And because of this messaging, you might feel like fantasizing during sex will disconnect you from your partner. Some people even feel like it's cheating. They feel like if they're thinking about someone else, they're cheating on their partner. Or if their partner is thinking about someone else, they're cheating on them. Now, if you feel really strongly about this, if the idea of your partner thinking about someone else or you thinking about someone else during sex just feels like a ugh, no thank you, that's okay. That is important information to know that this is a boundary for you. But it doesn't mean that it's wrong for everyone. If this is something that interests you, maybe you're already using a bit of fantasy in sex, but you're feeling, you're still feeling a bit guilty about it or a bit uncomfortable with it. Um, For the next part of this episode, I'm going to do my best to explain how 
Slade and I have embraced fantasy and how it actually feels really fun for us and really connected for us. Hey guys, just briefly interrupting this episode to play you an ad for my website. If you are curious about hearing some of my fantasies, you can find those at harleyrabbit.com. The final chapter of the abduction series is here. For many months, a young woman has been held captive in her kidnapper's home. Please don't leave me in here! Caged and collared, her only source of human contact is with her sadistic master. But what will happen when she discovers a way to turn this power dynamic around? Let. Me. Out. Will she finally escape this place? Or will this be the moment she realizes that she is truly owned? Find out how this story ends in the thrilling conclusion of our flagship series. Visit harleyrabbit.com and use the code INTOIT at the checkout for 25% off and see where the rabbit hole takes you. Okay, so as I mentioned before, many people are able to switch between fantasizing, focusing on their partner and focusing on sensation all in the same session. I am not one of those people. I absolutely need fantasy to really enjoy sex and I definitely need it to have an orgasm. This is not by choice. It's not something that I've decided for myself um, and it's not in my control. It's just who I am. And for a very long time, I felt really, really bad about it. Even With Slade, I've been very honest with him about the fact that I need to fantasize in order to enjoy sex. But even then, I still felt bad, like like he was missing out on something because of me, because I couldn't give him that really partner-connected type of sex, or that he wasn't able to enjoy fucking me knowing that I'm thinking about him. Now, that's just in this relationship. Previous sexual partners, I wouldn't even tell them. This was just my dirty little secret that I kept to myself. But since being on this journey in kink, since educating myself a lot more about sex and relationships and um, sexual psychology and how it all works, I have come to understand it a lot better, to understand that it's really normal. Um, And it doesn't mean that I don't love my partner. I actually asked Slade the other day, how does he feel? knowing that I'm always fantasizing during sex. How does that make him feel? And he said, it's great. <laughs> I, he, he said it used, to, it used to be a bit difficult at the start, but now he feels like he can see, oh, Harley's, she's off in her own little world right now. And that really takes the pressure off him. So he can do what he wants and he can let his mind go wherever it needs to go without feeling bad about that. So for Slade, knowing that I'm always fantasizing has actually become a real positive for him. And you know what? That was a huge relief for me too, because I finally could stop feeling bad about it, feeling like my partner was missing out on something because of me. So the way I really look at fantasies now is that it's almost like we're having this, so we're having this sexual experience together, but it's kind of like we're watching a movie. 
So, you know, when you're watching a movie with your partner, you might be on the couch together and, you know, next to each other, but you're experiencing that movie in your own mind. You're not literally thinking about your partner while you're watching the movie, but you're still doing it together. Does that make sense? Like, it's still a nice thing to do with your partner is watch a film together. That's kind of how I feel about fantasy now, especially because if it was a really, really fucking good movie, you get to talk about it afterwards. And that's where the connection is, for us at least. We have fucking crazy, weird, nasty sex. (laughs) Um, As I said, for me, it usually involves some kind of CNC fantasy, some kind of abduction fantasy. Sometimes it'll be like a space sci-fi thing with aliens. I don't know. I can get pretty creative in my fantasies. But needless to say, they're not really about what's happening in this moment, right? I am somewhere else. And for Slade, I mean, I I won't share too many details about his stuff on this podcast, but um, often he will be thinking about a porn star actress that he's super into or imagining that there's more women in the room, not just me. And that's him tapping into his core desires that makes him have a great time. So we've both had this really fun experience together. We've both watched this movie together. And then it's time for the aftercare. And for us, that's where the connection is. So we have a big cuddle and we debrief. We talk about what was fun, what, you know, I fucking loved it when you you held my hair like that or when you put your hands in my mouth or, you know, all those little details. I'm like, oh, that was so good. So, you know, we're still getting that real positive feedback. We still had this experience together. But we also get to debrief about what we were thinking about and how hot that was. It doesn't have to be something that's a secret or something to feel guilty about anymore. And this is a thing, like, I think for a lot of people, if you're uncomfortable with the idea of fantasizing or your partner fantasizing, they're probably doing it anyway. Because as I said earlier, a lot of us need it for things to work, to feel aroused, for to get hard, to get wet, to have an orgasm. A lot of us need fantasy to help us do that. So we may as well embrace it and share it with one another. Now, I know sometimes this takes practice. And yes, I do sometimes have a twinge of jealousy when Slade tells me he's been thinking about a, a different woman, you know, That's normal. That's okay. I can notice that jealousy and be like, I'm cool with this. I'm happy for him to be having that experience. I'm off thinking about some guy off a a true crime video we watched on YouTube. That's a whole other podcast. But anyway, the point is I wasn't thinking about him. So, and, and I know that I fucking love the shit out of him and I'm very attracted to him. So I also know that just because he was thinking about someone else doesn't mean he doesn't love me and isn't attracted to me. And this is another thing. I think that's where a lot of the icky feelings come from. It comes from that feeling of, oh, aren't I enough for you? Or don't you love me? And it's not about that at all. Often our core desires are something really, like often they're quite fucked up. Like if you've got, if you're into degradation or, you know, power play or whatever, often those feelings that really turn us on during sex have nothing to do with love. Now, also on that note, I thought I I should mention, um, often if I have sex with a new partner, 
um, someone I don't love and, and fully trust yet, I won't fantasize as much. And because I'm not fantasizing, I won't have an orgasm. But the reason I don't fantasize with them is not because I'm more into them than I am Slade. It's because I don't feel safe enough yet to let myself get that vulnerable. So having a fantasy is a very vulnerable state, especially like in someone's immediate presence. It's like going into this, um, I don't know, like a visualization, like a meditation. You don't do that around people that you don't feel super, super comfortable with, right? So being comfortable enough to fantasize in someone's presence means that you really trust them. You feel really safe with them. All right, so I think I might leave it there. Um, just to summarize, fantasy is a really normal, healthy part of the erotic experience. I would say that most of us do this and it's fine. It's great. It can take mediocre sex into really, really fucking awesome sex because we're letting ourselves, um, what did I say at the start? We're escaping all the bullshit that can prevent us from getting turned on. So we've got that escapism. And it's also helping us tap into our core desires, something that we need to reach orgasm. Secondly, fantasizing about someone else does not mean you wish you were with that person. Now, I think a really clear example of this is me fantasizing about criminals or someone abducting me. Like, I don't, I don't want to be with that person. <laughs> it's a fun fantasy, but not in reality. I want to be with Slade, who I feel really safe with. Same as if I'm fantasizing about some blue giant alien or some demon monster, you know, like I don't want to date that. <laughs> so yeah, who you're fantasizing about does not mean you want to be with that person or you'd prefer to be with that person, which is I think something that people struggle to get past. And lastly, yeah, fantasy is something that most of us are doing anyway. So instead of making it secret, we may as well embrace it. And that can take some practice. It's okay to have some feelings. Um, but if we can embrace it, it can be really fucking fun. Um, and just, you know, not to have to feel guilty about it or like you have something to be ashamed of. In fact, if we talk about each other's fantasies, we actually get to learn more about what turns the other person on. And that can make us much better in bed for that person. For instance, Slade knows all about my abduction fantasies and that I like to feel used and violated and all of that kind of stuff. So he knows that if he wants to put a hand over my throat or over my mouth or whisper something really vile, like, I'm going to do what I want to you, whore, you know, that he knows what my fantasies are. So he knows that that shit is going to make me go, mm, yes. And it's going to feed into that fantasy that's going on in my mind. So the key takeaway from this is don't be afraid of each other's fantasies. They're really fun. It's a really wonderful part of your partner to get to know. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. Okay, I think I'm going to leave it there. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, and till next time, play safe, have fun, and I will catch you soon. Bye. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Into it. Thanks for listening to Turns Out I'm Into It. If you've enjoyed this episode, please remember to hit subscribe and leave a rating and review. This will help other people just like you to find this podcast. 
If you have any comments or questions, you can reach out to me on FetLife or through the Harley Rabbit website. My name on Fet is Harley Rabbit, or one word, or you can message me direct through the website. Go to harleyrabbit.com forward slash podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the show. I will be back soon with another episode exploring the wonderful world of kink.